0: You're listening to The Whole Church Podcast. Our efforts to educate and unite the church are made possible thanks to our sponsors on Captivate and on Patreon. You can get bonus content of our show on either of those platforms or on Apple Podcasts with a private subscription to the Amazal Ministries Podcast Network.
1: Ephesians 4, 25-33 in the Christian Standard Bible read, Therefore, putting away lying, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor, because we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger, and don't give the devil an opportunity. Let the thief no longer steal. Instead, he is to do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with anyone in need. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need, so that it gives grace to those who hear. And don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, anger and wrath, shouting and slander be removed from you along with all malice, and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another just as God also forgave you in Christ. In the book of Ephesians, St. Paul is attempting to describe what it means to be the church. In this passage, he speaks of what our unity should look like in practice. Eric Nevins of everything Paul mentions here. What do you think the church today in America could use the most work on? (laughs)
2: Uh, Is it a cop out to say everything? Like, let's just start at the top, work our way all the way down. So um, I think honestly, there is, I mean, obviously everything is, this is just good character, right? Um, Which is an essential part of discipleship. So I would say it probably is. It's going to depend on the person. Um, But in general, you know, I think there's a few things, particularly politically, as we go into an election year that we could apply some of this stuff to. I think that'd be a great, a good thing for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this thinking, I don't always think of the church as something that puts away anger and strife. And I wish we did. Wish we did.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If uh, so, like be angry, but do not sin. Right. Like what an interesting admonition. Mm -hmm. So anger is not the problem it's sinning in our anger. Um, and I think we're seeing that it's easier said than done, right? I think Mm -hmm. Jesus was angry at times and we can learn from him. Um, but just being kind of having righteous anger, being angry about the things that anger God, about how people are exploited, people who are, you know, not able to care for themselves. If we are, you know, that'd be one maybe application that I would give you guys.
0: Yeah. I, um, hearing your words and just thinking of like one of the most unfortunate things of Bible translations is uh, English's lack of different verb tenses and what we miss a lot in the Bible when it talks of drunkenness, when it talks of perversion, when it talks of anger or, you know, joy, a lot of these things aren't these one-time things. It's not saying don't be angry, right? Like <laughs> like that's never a thing. It's not really about a one-time emotion of anger. Right. It's not about, um, in my opinion, it's not about. Oh, have you ever been drunk? Like I I feel like if we get to like what these verb tenses, what these things are talking about, and I know that's kind of nerdy to talk about, like the type of dialect, whatever. But I think what we miss is it's more about the ongoing thing. You know, it's one thing to be sad. It's another thing to live in depression. It's one thing to be mad. It's another thing to live in anger. And um, I think that's what the Bible really warns us about: is not to live in anger. Hey, everybody, this is possibly your favorite Church Unity podcast. We're already having a lot of fun talking about, <laughs> about Ephesians and Church Unity and being a little less structured than usual. Um, I, I want to say, as always, the last two or three years, I don't remember exactly, we've had Eric Nevins on for our last episode to talk about Christian Podcasters Association, what's going on with Christian Podcast, what's going on with him and us and all things podcasty, Christiany, and um, yeah, we, we don't really have... Uh, a proper outline like we usually do. We're just going to be hanging out with Eric, talking about podcasts and Christians and what we're looking forward to next year, what we're excited about from this year. And uh, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun time. I can't wait to just kind of get into it. We already kind of started to get into it. So I know this will be an enjoyable time for us and hopefully it will be for you as well. Um, Speaking of which, Eric is here. Eric Nevins, the founder of Christian Podcasters Association. I didn't announce everybody. I just started talking. You this wasn't gonna be structured, guys. <laughs> no, um, he's also the host of the um halfway there podcast. Um, I think you host another podcast that you started back recently as well that we'll probably talk about later on in the episode. Um, I'm here with the world's greatest co-host of all time, the, the one whom inspired the idea of podcasts. Um, you know, Apple is known for stealing ideas and they heard TJ's voice and just wanted to steal that. So they started podcast up and they never quite got it right until he showed up on the scene. How's it going, TJ? Oh,
1: it's going. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Thank you. You yeah. know, funny story actually. Uh you ever played Jackbox before? Yeah. Party games on the Yeah. yeah. So we were playing one last night. It's called Faking It. Uh, you all sit and sit around and you vote on who's what and try to find yeah, out yeah, yeah. who didn't actually get the prompt. Um one of them is like Mad Lib, so you text the answers to your prompts. Uh, the prompt was, the name of the last podcast you listened to, I wrote, I don't listen to podcasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. That's accurate, though. He he really doesn't. I, I think, actually, I feel like you listened to one ever, and it was about hockey. Yeah. I feel like I remember that being a fun fact two, about T. Two ever. Oh, what's the other one? Yeah. So Another if you
1: uh, if you like podcasts more than I do, you should consider checking out the Honest <laughs> Ministry Podcast Network. There are good shows on there. I have heard a few of them because I've been on a few of them. Uh, you can <laughs> get a paid subscription for that work on Apple Podcasts. It's nice and convenient. You get a bunch of extra content super easily, uh, which used to be a big problem because you had to go to like six different websites. But if you don't mind uh, rating and reviewing our show on Podchaser, uh, that would be extremely helpful. Uh, if it's more convenient, Apple Podcasts or Spotify also would work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, the um, Patreon is more convenient now because when you're on Spotify at the top of the page, it says, oh, exclusive episodes. So if you're a patron, you could just subscribe on Spotify and you never have to leave the app. It's fantastic. I love that they did that. I follow the Holy Post on Patreon, but I never listened to their episodes until all of a sudden Spotify did that. And I'm like, ah, now I can actually listen to that thing I've been paying for. (laughs) Really, I've just been paying to support them. You know, it's fine.
1: What a a world we live in.
0: Yeah, yeah. But one thing that is a big deal, Uh, Christian unity in my favorite my favorite practice of unity Um, the sacred act of silliness where we ask a silly question and uh, TJ and I'll answer it first because I just thought of it like 10 minutes ago and it might be difficult for us too, but it'll give Eric time to think today's silly question if you had to choose any one animal to play ping pong with the monkey which animal would you choose and why I'm actually going to go first um, because I don't trust TJ to not to not have the best answer and I just want to feel good about myself for a minute. Um, I'm going to go with a meerkat, assuming we're going to allow them to play on the table. If they're not allowed to be on the table, they're just going to lose. But if they're allowed to be on the table, you know they're fast. They can grip, grab things, and I think it'd be entertaining just to watch a meerkat try to play ping pong. Yeah, All right, Dita, All right, that's not ahead. a bad answer. <laughs> What's the better answer, though?
1: It me. I'm the. I'm the animal.
0: No, that you can't say humans. <laughs> that's not you right. You not say that. But would you enjoy playing ping pong with a monkey? though, no, Like yes. real?
1: Absolutely.
0: More than you would enjoy watching a meerkat play ping pong with a monkey? Probably. Hmm. If you had to say an animal that's not a cute would say? Fun. Because <laughs> I, I like, bet
1: I could teach an octopus to play ping pong.
0: Okay. That's fair. Yeah. All right, Eric. Most of the yeah, octopus I'm, still on I'm one going one with
2: like a sea lion or a seal. One of those like, two. Like yeah, that. that's
0: fun.
1: Yeah. 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 I did yeah, think about that. I was like, hmm. Oh, because they're trainable
2: we know they're trainable right uh and they they like to do kind of tricky things so
0: mm.
1: yeah yeah a, um, a nice well-trained seal could get could get silly with it
0: that's right yeah. that's right and silly is sort of the goal of this game
1: yeah yeah so you know we've been doing this show for a little while you've been doing the cpa for longer uh but we don't get to talk that much. We're busy. So tell us what's up with you. What, what's been good for the past year? Yeah.
2: Well, first of all, it's great to be here guys. I really appreciate the invitation back every year. That's very kind of you. Um, yeah, a lot has changed this year actually. It's been a very interesting, um, year. I feel like I, so CPA Christian podcasters association is really my business. It's kind of the thing that I do. And, Uh, I've been building it up over the last, let's say, five or six years, probably in different ways. So the Facebook group is free. And then I've been kind of slowly creating all these other offers and things that we can do. My vision for Christian Podcasters Association is it would become a place where if you're a Christian and you want to start a podcast or you have a podcast, you can come and really get full service for your show. Whatever you need, whether you need editing or just mindset issues and coaching, um, community, all that stuff. That's what I'm really after. And so it's been kind of a big year for the, taking those, some of those leaps. We did quite a few podcast tours where we were taking authors and helping them get, uh, booked on shows that, uh, like yours that, that are, you know, good for them to share with, um, you know, with their work with other people. I did a lot of coaching, particularly in the last half of the year, which I just love, I help, I love helping podcasters figure out, usually we start with their message because a lot of us start out maybe not having that exactly dialed in and everything else kind of gets built on top of it. And then getting all the way down to monetization where, you know, they can actually, whether you want your podcast to be a full-blown, say ministry or business of its own, you know, it's really nice if it can um, cover its expenses, let's say that, at a minimum.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one thing, I'm always curious when people use the word coaching. I always just find it interesting. So, you know, you have, um, like what you do, I feel like it makes a lot of sense. Like you're coaching them in podcasts just like you would someone's learning a sport kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, there's also like life coaches and stuff. And I'm I'm not against that. I know Christian life coaches. They seem pretty cool. Um, What's the difference between coaching and discipling? Is discipling just the Christianese uh, for the same term, basically?
2: Well, I'm really glad you asked that, actually, because I have a coach who says that coaching is the new discipleship. Right. So he would say absolutely coaching is the thing that discipleship used to be. So it's getting together on a regular basis and exploring things like your your life, your relationship with God, your um mindset, you know, to to use that word. Like that's generally what I do in coaching. Um, when I'm coaching with him as we explore business ideas. What can I offer? What can I, what can I do differently? How would you handle this? Um, But in that process, what he's really doing is the business is nice and that's good, but he's really helping me grow as a person, right. In confidence, Mm -hmm. in um, joy and like just becoming the kind of person that I think God is asking me to become in order Mm -hmm. to do the most good in the world. So that's, that's how I think of coaching. For sure. And I try to do the same kind of thing when I'm helping somebody, whether they're starting their show or trying to grow their show.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, and I see, I like that a lot. I feel like not just in the, church. I feel like we, we, a lot of people, it's weird. A lot of podcasters focus on churches who don't disciple enough and talking about the need for discipleship. And I'm all for that. I love that. I'm not trying to like criticize that by any means. I, I just find it interesting that we discuss that. We don't really see it as much practice in the church, but it's also like a cultural thing, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, especially now I'm working with a lot of younger people. And it's interesting how many people have the same thought even outside of the church of no one really taught me how to adult might be how, you know, people worded or like, you know, just basic life skills. And it's, you know, so I feel like it's across the board, not just in the church. I think we just have an issue where we lean pretty heavily on education and not enough on um coaching or discipling, if you will. Yeah. yeah.
2: Or even mentorship. You yeah. Know? So yeah. like I'm at a place now where um I'm really struggling, not in a bad way, but in a good way, to get to the next level, right? To like shed some of the yeah. beliefs that I've had about myself, about my value, so that I can bring more value and operate within that kind of at that kind of next level um and i think it's pretty i think it's a good example so the the metaphor i always think of it's a little corny but of a butterfly coming coming out of the chrysalis right and like they have to struggle to do that and that's part of the strengthening of themselves and then they have to flap their wings and dry them out right? and they wait for a long mm-hmm. time um there's time before they really take off there's a whole process to that and i'm in one of those processes right now before i go to the next level you know even after that mm-hmm. but you have to you have to have, um, grace for that. You have to have room for that, right. In your life as a, as a person or as a discipler. So I've been looking for mentees or mentors and looking for mentees as well. In my coaching, like who can I mentor as, you know, part of this. And the funny thing is the more I talk to people, the more I coach people, the fire, the more fiery I get right about the, yeah. <laughs> about the whole thing. I'm like, wait, that belief's not good. And I get better at identifying it and yeah. Not only them, but also myself, my friends, my family, it helps. I'm
0: going to go a little personal and see what, uh, see what both of you think about this, actually. It's something I'm just curious about. Um, I, I've been struggling with this idea of mentors, um, m- mostly because I, I'm kind of in an in-between phase of uh, going from some more really conservative, traditional beliefs and not really to progressive, but probably a little bit more moderate beliefs kind of thing and just struggling with what I believe and what I think, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and the problem with finding a mentor, you know, cause I always grew up with this mentality of, I should have a mentor and then one person I'm mentoring. Um, but it, it seems as though when you find someone who wants to mentor you, they, they want to say, this is what you should believe Even if they don't say that, you know, like they're going to try to guide you towards what they believe. And when you're kind of not sure if you want to believe that or not, it's kind of like, Hmm, do I want that person as a mentor? So I've been going back to, um, I think it's Proverbs where it says that there's blessings in a multitude of counselors. Sure. And I'm wondering if, the whole idea of mentor is maybe a misconception of what the Bible meant and maybe we should be looking for mentors. Is that kind of, yep.
2: Yeah, I think so. I would say I have several coaches at the moment in my life, people who are helping me with a certain aspect of what, of this whole process that I described, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, totally. I think that's a good thing. Not everybody is going to be able to give you everything, right? Yeah.
0: yeah, So I
2: think the key is to look for people who are beyond you in, in a way, which interesting story uh this is for whatever reason quite on accident my wife and i've always found ourselves in a group of people who are older than us like by about 10 years for whatever like Hmm. every every stage of our lives whether it was part and partly because we were younger when i went to school and we were younger when we had kids as people are getting older when they have kids in their 30s we were still in our 20s and so we were kind of that was part of it but even now we're finding ourselves in groups of people who are, you know, in their fifties and we're in our late, let's just say mid forties. Can we say mm-hmm. mid forties? 47 <laughs> is still mid forties. Yeah, 47 I'm, is mid
0: forties. We can, can say claim it right now. I there. wouldn't question it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we're, I mean, that's old are. So we're, but we're finding ourselves in groups of people who are empty nesters and down the road. And we're got six, seven years before we're empty nesters. Um, but we're looking at it. Right. And we're, they're becoming their friends, but they're also becoming mentors. So I think it's a great idea. I think it's a, it's good to have a whole number of people, um, and to be looking for things. And also I would add, you don't know every mentor that you have, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm reading a lot of, um, people like Eugene Peterson and mm-hmm. NT Wright. And I love Skagitani. I got to interview him oh, recently. Yeah. He's cool. He mentioned the Holy Post. He, uh, I, I kind of fanboyed on him. I heard, this is my second time Me having too. him on my show. And I was like, dude, we should add your book with to the canon. Like, I don't know if I can get that passed, but uh-huh. I would totally do it as a as a letter to the church or, you know, at least the Apocrypha, if I can't get it into yeah.
1: the official yeah. Of the canon. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. No, no, man, the way I, I see it,
1: if two heads are better than one, then like 15 heads have to be better than two. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're not trying to make a decision, right? If you're yeah. trying to make a
2: yeah. decision, getting that many... <laughs> people then you know it's a lot of uh it's a lot of voices but that's but yeah a lot of times that that can be true
0: i'm gonna be a little weird i'm gonna ask tj a question since we grew up in the same church did i misunderstand or was that sort of the model that was taught us that you have a mentor other than a mentee
1: uh i i feel like i was never like taught a model Uh, just learn so from I, everyone.
0: I just, maybe I just made that up.
2: <laughs> no, I think that's a classic thing, right? So the whole thing:
0: everybody should have
2: a Timothy, everybody should have a Paul, everybody should
0: yeah
2: have, be have a Barnabas, right? Have you heard that? That's like
0: that yeah, has been that's, preached. That's sort of what in, I thought, but in America, I don't know, you know where I
1: picked up from. No, I believe it. I've, I was just sitting there absorbing information, though. And it's okay, but I think
2: also having a, the idea of having a plethora of of people that you can go to, you should have people who challenge you too. Yeah. Right people who are outside of your box there would be people that you like but then you want to read or connect with and listen to people who yeah. maybe see the world a little bit differently that's good for you
0: yeah i know soon we're going to be talking about like some of our favorite moments in podcasting throughout the year and stuff but uh, i'm gonna go ahead and lift one up this week i was recording with uh, christian ashley and brandon knight they both have different shows on our network uh, christian does the let nothing move you brandon does uh, my seminary life um and, and I know, you know, Brandon, I don't know if you know Christian or not. Oh, yeah. you, you should get to know Christian school, but um, <laughs> the, uh, I, th- I think y'all, y'all get along. But it was interesting because we were talking on systematic ecologies. We're doing like geek stuff and it's the end of our year of cosmologies. And our last one we were discussed is like Greek myths, Norse myths, Hebrew myth, you know, because myth doesn't mean false. So the Bible story is still a myth. Okay. Anyway. Sure. Um, <laughs> okay. In Mesopotamian myths. And like uh, it it was interesting because there was a moment where Brandon pointed something out in my own statements where I was like, yeah, of course, everyone has a flood narrative. It floods everywhere. And then somewhere else, I I forget what it was exactly I said, but he said, "Okay, but isn't it true that all these other things exist everywhere? So, of course, they'd have those narratives. And I was like, oh, man, yeah, that was inconsistent of me. So I had to like pause and rethink. And then five minutes later, I I don't know. I was talking about Genesis one and two and why I, I think they're two separate stories And I brought up a point he hadn't thought of. And he said, wait a minute. So I just made you have to reconsider things. I'm going to have to go. And I was like, I, this is what I live for. This moment where we're like iron sharpens iron, making each other think and challenge one another. It was great.
1: Man, I love that. That's great. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love it when people contradict themselves and don't realize it. It's like, you just, you just said, that's not how that works. (laughs) Yeah. Out loud. Yeah. To me, that was the worst mistake you could have made. If you were trying to make that point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It happens, and you just don't even realize when you do it. Sometimes you're like, "Oh, yeah." I think the the key is to having the humility when someone points it out to not justify yourself, but instead go, "Hmm, maybe I am wrong." Yeah, Yeah. right. I tried it, and
2: not every situation is going to be analogous. So you might think one thing in one situation, and something else, and something different in another situation, and the context will adjust. You know, yeah, why you think certain things. That's certainly true in hermeneutics. So, oh yeah, it's okay.
1: Yeah. so are we gonna fill the audience in on what, what you've been up to for the past year. D- me? Who? No, I'm just Josh.
0: Josh. Me? Yeah. Oh. oh, so yeah, yeah, we're all doing this. Um I actually, I think this is true of Eric too. I think he also started a network this year. I, I did. Know? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I um, but we started the Amazon Ministries podcast network because we we already had a couple podcasts. I was getting ready to start another one, Um and. and I'll be honest, it was friends of mine doing some other podcasts that I noticed were, were struggling in some ways. And I was like, you know, how can I get my audience to lift them up and kind of help build their momentum? Um, and, and, you know, not thinking full of myself as oh, We're great, so we can help them. It was more of a I'm seeing these numbers going, man. And and honestly, some of it was, uh, you know, I think their show is better than some of mine. <laughs> how do I build that up? Because I want that to get out there. Um, so So we kind of started this network so we can kind of pool audience more or less share one another's benefits and successes and be there for one another giving advice all that kind of stuff and it's it's been really beneficial it's been great especially since not all the shows see eye to eye you know it's not like we're a conservative or a progressive network we're a network of people asking bigger questions so it was kind of really fun to pull that together see that happen um we hosted a podcast or we hosted a podcast at two different comic cons this year with systematic ecology, so that's part of the Amazon Island Ministries podcast network. So for me, nice. that was something really fun. I was like, I've never even been to a comic con, and the first one I went to, I'm doing a live podcast at, and I'm like, this is this is awesome.
2: Very cool. That's really one of my neat. favorite
0: authors used one. my mic, and that's how I lost my mic. <laughs> <That's>, um, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they took it with fun. them. Uh, no, I uh, I got I just was so excited that I think I just wasn't thinking straight, and I left it there. Oh, right after, no. no, they they used the mic. And they mentioned like. This is the coolest mic I've ever used. And I was like, I'm going to frame it. This is great. This is the best moment <laughs> of my life. Alyssa Wong it? loves my mic. Uh, it was a comic book writer, but it's still, I was so excited. And then I left it there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so my. now I don't have the mic. <laughs> uh, maybe That's somehow smart. they ended up with it. That would be cool. Find out like years down the road, Alyssa yeah. Wong just has my mic somewhere.
1: <laughs> still uses it.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Alyssa Wong and I have matching mics. Yeah, that's start start canon. a podcast of their own.
0: <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Um, let's see, let's see what else we we uh, we got clearance to have our own book fair, so that's going to be something next year. But uh, having that conversation this year and starting to set it up, that's kind of cool. Um, and uh, we were represented at theology beer camp with Trip Fuller. I wasn't there, but we were represented, so that was cool. I was there. Yeah, yeah. TJ was the one <laughs> represented. Cool. I worked. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, since I mentioned network, do you want to tell us about you starting your network or anything before we uh, get to what TJ did this year?
2: Yeah. Well, so part of what we did, so like I said, CPA, I want it to be kind of a full service uh, situation uh, for Christian podcasters. So one of the things I did was start a network so that we could band together. It's very similar to CPA in general, which is um, sort of broad and diverse in terms of topics and ideas um, and approaches to things. But, um, what we all have in common is we're all believers. I kind of put the, the only thing I like the Nicene Creed as kind of the one thing that we, we must agree on together. And then beyond that, everything else, uh, we may disagree, we may argue about, but we can help support each other on that. So my goal is to turn that into something where we're getting a lot of traction. We can help each other. I've, I've, still working out some of the kinks and some of the stuff, but that's similar to what you said. Like let's, let's lift each other up, do feed drops, things like that, that will be good for one another. So,
0: yeah. Well, that's awesome. I, I, I really think network is uh, the next thing. So we're going to see more of these networks kind of coming up and, um, yep, and and I think that it's ironically, it's a really good way to be able to disciple other people. Maybe the people that we don't know, because uh, you know, people who just listen to our show, they're going to get the message of unity. And that's awesome. But being able to follow the network and you get this message of unity, you have me dummy for theology. I actually quoted the Nicene Creed instead of reading the Christmas story for my Christmas episode over there. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. We um, we have that. We have uh, the foul-mouthed preacher on one of the things. So you youth this wildly thing. And then you have Christian Ashley, who might be the most humble and also most conservative Christian I know. And I'm like, wow, this is uh, incredible. <laughs> you know, so nice, that's I feel cool. like being able to get in here and all these Differing opinions and voices actually opens up new discipling opportunities where you're not being told what to believe, but you are kind of have this conflicting ideas and stuck with, OK, so what do I think? What do I believe? And I, my goal is for that to be able to disciple people that we don't know. Just the same like you were talking about, like when we read books and sometimes we're discipled by people we've never met. So hopefully we're able 100%. to do percent. Some of that through you know our network and your network and uh, the networks kind of help each other. I know Joe Day has a uh, Happy Day Ministries and we kind of work with his network some too. And it's good, you know, it's not like a, this is our brand and this is your brand and you know no one's competing for our listeners. It's not like a competition. It's just a you know
2: that's right. Yeah. When, once you know that podcast, the average podcast listener listens to seven different shows every week. Mm-hmm. Your goal is just to become one of those seven. Like yeah, and there's a lot of interplay with everything else.
0: Yeah. Did yeah. you uh? I don't want to share numbers because I don't want to be that guy. But did you get the the Spotify for podcasters review where it shows like how many people you were in their top 10 or top five podcasts and all that?
2: I did, but there's been a few weeks since I looked at it. I don't remember (laughs) what it was.
0: Yeah. I'm not not going to share the numbers here, but it was just, it's just really cool. To me, it's just such a special feeling when you really, when you find out you're like someone's top five or top one podcast and you're like, whoa, that's great. Especially when I get my own thing and I realize I wasn't my own top podcast, which means, whoever was that top five or top person, it wasn't me. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> That's good. Yeah.
2: I know. I always actually thought it was cool. When I first started podcasting that my family wouldn't listen to it. They didn't really listen to it. Right. I'd share yeah. it, but they wouldn't, they didn't care. And what I liked about that was then I knew that the people who were listening cared enough to listen to it. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't just my yeah. family, my mom listening, which your cousin shout out to mom. Right. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but, but uh, it's, you know, yeah, she's not probably gonna buy anything from me. <laughs> <to the long laughs> run, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. DJ, yeah. what uh, what have you been doing this year? Is uh, the podcast pretty much nothing. outside of podcast world. I mean, you went to theology beer camp. I mean, I feel like that's a thing.
1: That, I mean, that's I went to cool. yeah, I went to theology beer camp this year. Uh, I got a gerbil. Uh, i an amateur true. PC builder. That's, that's all of the development. Cool. What is what does theology beer camp do? Like, yeah. what was your can experience you, there? Can you tell us who all you uh, met? Theology and stuff beer there? camp. Theology Beer Camp is great. It's really cool. It's, it's, you, as someone who did, was not really aware of the depths of open relational theology, mm-hmm. going and being surrounded by it and engrossed in it for three days was absurd.
0: Yeah. I, I personally love, especially because like I have so many conservative friends who think of my beliefs as progressive. I love that Trip Fooler calls us his favorite conservative podcast. <laughs> I'm like, that's great. It's just amusing for me. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so it's, let's yeah. see, Trip Fuller, Pete Inns. Uh, Pete Inns wasn't there this year, though. He was sick. Yeah, Pete Inns got sick. I met Pete Inns last year. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to uh, meet him.
1: I have, Tom Ward? Yeah, I've not
2: had him on my show yet, but that's shit.
0: Uh, yeah, Tom Ward's cool. Do He'll go on anyone's show. he will just disagree with you. So, you know, you got to be ready for that.
1: That's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hanging out with Tom Ward for a couple of days was really fun. You know, hanging out with Trip Fuller is really fun. It's it's, it's a really fun event and extremely informative.
0: Yeah. And hopefully inspired TJ to become a Tolkien scholar. That was my favorite takeaway.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a few Tolkien. Yeah. I
1: guess that's there. like a, a side effect.
0: Yeah. That's my favorite side effect.
1: Interesting.
2: Okay. Well, I have never heard of this. So I'll have to check that out for next year. So it looks like Pete yeah, ends was supposed to be
1: there. He yes. was. Yeah. He, he, he was said just, he got th- sick. He just. We didn't believe
0: him. <laughs> that's why he hasn't been on our. He was supposed to be on our show this December. But uh, I, I think he got backed up with his sickness and other stuff that he missed. And uh, okay. actually, it turns out for our benefit, this is how I'm going to turn this to things we're looking forward to. Um, we're going to do two different series for whole church next year. The first one, pedins is going to be on the first episode of. It's a uh, controversial unity. And we're going to be talking about uh, hot topics in the church and how we can have unity and disagree on some of those. So he's going to be on first talk about uh, how we disagree about biblical inerrancy and how it's possible to still have unity with that. Um, and if you don't know, he's actually worked on a book with, um, oh, why can't I think of his name? Um, not Russell Moore. Who's, who's the guy at a uh, Southern Baptist in, uh, the college. I thought it was Russell Moore. Man, I listen to him like, like every Moeller day. Al Mohler or somebody? Yeah, Al Mohler, Al Mohler. Him and Al Moeller are on part of the same book. And, uh, it's like five different views of inerrancy. And obviously they're on two opposite ends, but it was so cool yeah. just to watch how respectful they were with each other on it. And it was like, man. And, uh, you know, even when they disagreed, like Al Muller was like, you know, my favorite thing about Pete as opposed to the other ones. He's at least honest about his belief. And I was like, oh, man, OK, here we go. But, yeah, it was fun.
2: That's really interesting. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's, that's a toughie, I think. Oh, um, You know, who's interesting on that is Michael Bird. I really like Ooh. Michael Bird, So he writes in that book, too. And he just seems to be so much more reasoned, well-reasoned than yeah. a lot of other people. Still conservative. but um. Not crazy, which I like. Yeah. I really appreciate yeah. that.
0: Yeah, because I um, I love Al Mohler as a brother in the Lord, but uh, there are some things he says that I'm like, oh man, uh, why, why, why would you say?
2: That? Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. Yeah, as my grandma would say, God bless him.
2: <laughs> which is a very southern way of saying, <laughs>
0: "Go away, dude." <laughs> and you know, don't 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 spill the coffee, man. Let him, well, you know, let him read into it.
2: I think everybody knows, All right. <laughs> It's just I'm from the Midwest, so for my oh, Midwest besties. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh man, that's funny though. Now, we have him. Um, as TJ's getting ready to ask us about the thing, uh, we're also have Tom Ord's going to be back. We're going to talk about like the continuation of the gifts of the Spirit. Um, do you know Tremper Longman?
2: I know of him. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: he'll be there. I think he's going to be joining us to talk about LGBTQ issues because him and Pete ends actually disagree over that. Okay, and, uh, that is actually really interesting. It's uh, his book is controversies in the old testament and he writes and then quotes pete ends disagreeing with him and then addresses his because they're friends yeah. he's like and here's a here's how he disagrees and here's my response to that and i'm like man this is great i love that. that's called stuff. scholarship
2: okay so one other thing about this book the the five views on biblical inerrancy Ooh, awesome. one of the other contributors is kevin van hooser i took kevin van hooser when i was in some what i took that's him
0: cool. that's really cool
2: sort of i mean god bless him again oh. <laughs> He's great, but he spent, I took him for a, a theology class called Holy Spirit Church and Last Things. Oh, and I think he spent is a 14 week semester. He spent 10 weeks on the church, hmm. two weeks on the Holy Spirit and like a week and a half on last things. And I was like, mm, maybe not justice to <laughs>
0: Yeah. Falls out. I
2: understand why he may have done that now, but I felt like I would have liked a little bit more instruction yeah. on how I should. Be yeah. thoughtful about
0: uh, eschatology. Thank you. We will be doing eschatology as part of that series, too. I, I can't remember who exactly is on that episode. I know it's some of our familiar friends to both of us, like uh, Andrew Fouts, Joe Day, I think. One of them. Something like that. Maybe Brandon Knight. Hopefully Brandon yeah. Knight. I love Brandon. Brandon, you're invited to every episode from here on out.
2: He's a great dude. I Man. love what he does with the show. The Anyway, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I may have to pick up that book. And, oh, it's a great uh, book. It's so interesting. Or maybe I'll there's like a video series. Maybe I'll just get the videos. Honestly, the
0: audio book is pretty great too, especially because right. Al Mohler and Pete Enz both have their own podcast, so they actually have real mics, so the yeah. quality is pretty great. And okay. uh, what what they do is each one gives here is their statement of what they believe about inerrancy, and then each one does a response to that, and then they're allowed to respond to the response. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's like five different sections, and each section has like three parts to you know each person. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool.
2: That's interesting. I like that because I mean, I, I know I've like, I've, I've got a bunch of those kinds of books. Yeah. Um,
0: it's like the whole series
2: as well, but I, I'm kind of interested in that because i I've, long ago, a few years ago, I realized I didn't quite believe in errancy the way I was given it. Yeah. You know, yeah, for most, most of my life. And it's not that I don't believe in scripture or authority. I just, there was something about that that I just went, wait, my biblical studies training doesn't allow me to believe that anymore and in addition to people who abuse that authority Mm -hmm. right they use they use scriptural authority as their own um which makes me absolutely crazy i just kind of was like i don't think i can buy that anymore i think we got to come up with a different a different way so i'd be interested in reading that to see what the uh, kind of middle road is
0: earlier you mentioned authors that kind of disciple us through their books Uh, trimper longman Mm. Kind of redeemed the idea of re- of inerrancy for me because he, he words it as he doesn't think inerrancy is in everything is literally true as is, but rather everything that was intended to be said is true. Yeah. I'm like I, yeah, I like that.
2: Yeah. So I would definitely be able to go along yeah. with that. I think it's, it's certainly matter. like the, the Bible is able to do everything God intended for it to do for us, yeah. right? Which is to show us how to live life with him. So, which rules out maybe scientific inquiry.
0: (laughs) Maybe even a, maybe it's not even a history book. Maybe, I don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, oh man. Okay. So if you want (laughs) to move on, feel free. But I had a conversation with my, one of my dad's friends who spent a lot of time kind of studying theology would be a very dispensational theology. And when I said to him, look, we can't take everything like not, not, we have to look for what things are intended to be. So Mentioned Genesis before the creation accounts. They're intended to do something, not not to tell us exactly, you know, precisely, scientifically how the Earth came about or how old it is. Like that's not what it's there to do at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So why do we impose that on it? Why do, and he could not, he could not see that point and thought I was calling God a liar, which uh, ended the conversation fairly abruptly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I always find this is my last note. I always find it interesting how people have taken uh, all the genealogies and go, here, we could fill in the holes of this genealogy with this genealogy. I'm like, wait, why wouldn't you assume they all have the same holes then? Like, how do you know if you know that they all skipped some stuff? Yeah. What makes you think that they didn't all skip the same thing a few times or a lot of times? It's not not there for that purpose. Yeah. Right. That's not why those things
2: are there. So let's don't make it do more work than it's able to do. Agreed.
0: But also, I love my brothers who don't agree.
2: They're entitled to be wrong. It's okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. So, so, so what's, I don't think <laughs> I'm helping unity today. <laughs> so what's ahead for the CPA? What's next you?
2: Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. After I've just discredited myself to all the, all the Christians <laughs> by talking about my, what I think about inerrancy. Oh,
1: um, they so
2: in 2024 for Christian podcasters association, I am eager to take some of these pieces that I've figured out that I've been kind of started. I jokingly say I I accidentally started four different businesses in, you know, kind of because some of the things that I do, people do as their entire business. Um, And I'm looking forward to all of that kind of coalescing around one theme and kind of being a, a core solid offering. Now there'll be different people who take advantage of different things that we offer. Like I'm working, I'm very close to having rolling out a, podcast editing service where you can upload your audio that you record and then somebody will edit it and upload it and do show notes for you. Um, And that's just kind of a thing that we'll be able to, to do Uh, as well. as Some other things I think coaching particularly will be something that I'll continue to, to promote pretty heavily and to, and to share and and push into. Um, I suspect, so we have a membership. Uh, called uh, Christian Podcasters Association Gold. Mm-hmm. I think you will probably see that get a new name and kind of a revamp Ooh. over the next oh. uh few months as well. I don't think that quite gives the flavor of what I want it to, so I'm trying to find a good name. If you have ideas, let me know. You can reach out. <laughs> uh, and yeah. something that is a little more communal, yeah, communal, yeah. So, yeah. like, I, I've I've bantered things around like Christian Podcasters Club, not very sexy. I don't really I, I want something a little more interesting, but mm-hmm. um something like that right that kind of says hey this is this is what we're we're doing i think gold suggests keeping people out maybe um Hmm. or some things i don't know higher levels so things like that i'm I'm, projects like that that i'm undertaking to kind of bring that kind of cohesiveness to everything else that we do
0: yeah yeah i uh i think that people just don't know how much fun it is for for us creative types rebranding is just a joy like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I think people think it's work, but honestly it's, it's great. I love when I'm like, Oh man, I think it's time yeah. to make a new logo.
2: <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I think I just want to be clear. Right. So that's one of the things yeah. I've learned as I've, as I've learned and grown as a marketer that clarity is way more important than cleverness. Right. So when I originally started okay. that, I had kind of levels in mind, a lot of associations will do that right They'll have, Hey, I'll get an associate level. I'll get a, you know, membership or a pro level membership or something like that. And so that was kind of what I was shooting for. I'm not sure that's doing what I want it to do. It's not communicating what I wanted to communicate. Um, and that's okay. So I'm happy to learn from that and go, all right, let's do something different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to me. TJ, what are you looking forward to next year?
1: Uh, mostly just live.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Being alive.
0: Yeah. Are you, are you going to go back to theology beer camp? I hope so. Yeah, me too. um, we got a few comic book comic cons lined up next year that we haven't done before, so that'll be fun. The book fair I mentioned—I'm excited for that. The book fair is going to be cool. It's uh, originally it was a systematic ecology thing, but we're, we're kind of slowly turning into a whole network-wide thing. And um, having some people from um, different theological backgrounds come represent their books—it's um, it's the all reading counts comic con or comic con all reading counts uh, book fair. So we'll have uh, some comics there. We'll have manga represented, you know, different things, just talking about the importance of literacy, which isn't really like a heavily Christian idea, but more of a, yeah, hey, this is just something I think the community needs and uh, something that Christians actually for a long time had a history of being the uh, biggest proponents of. And I, I'd kind of like to get back to that. That'd be great. Um, so, yeah, just kind of, I say doing our part on that end of what uh what I would like to see the church kind of lean towards. I, I've always been of this mindset of. Too many people have ideas of what they wish the church did, and not enough people did those things. It's mm-hmm. like you know, the church isn't some disembodied people like or like dark organization out there. It's a uh, it's you. You're the church. So if you wish the church did something, not do it. Yeah, that's sort right, of my that's mindset. That's right. I
2: agree, man. One of my favorite things I did this year is I helped coach uh, one of my friends uh, who started a show called. I was just listening to it this afternoon called the big c church Ooh, and she's fun. got a lot of um really great guests and she kind of these series about asking what is the church and uh pretty interesting answers a pretty interesting kind of the way she's getting broad perspectives i think you guys would like it you should like, check yeah, it out should, if you oh I'll, I'll, I'll,
0: i can make that happen cool yeah yeah that'd be great um i mean yeah, i'm trying to think of you know nothing. I was excited for. We we keep teasing, and I'm hoping next year we actually can make a uh, TJ's hockey show happen. That would be great. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's a struggle. The logo. You've been, been working made. on that.
1: Wait, who do you follow, TJ? <laughs> uh, the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes. Okay. Carolina boy, there born and raised. Nice. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. good. Um, I threatened to start a Cardinal show, St. Louis Cardinal show, last year
1: with uh, Dan Luigs. You should. Um. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? This year was terrible. They lost 90 games or something like that.
0: That's always a good time yeah. to start a podcast.
2: So I'm really grateful that I didn't. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it, here's the reason why, though, is so I don't know if this is your motivation, TJ. I want the only reason I want to start the show is because I follow so many, uh, you know, podcasts and news outlets and things for the Cardinals because it's kind of my team. And I just want to meet those people. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I want an excuse to say, hey, I'd love for you to come on my show and talk about Cardinals baseball with me. That's really all I want. Like, I just want, I want to be able to know all those people so that if I ever go to St. Louis, I can just say, "Yeah, yeah. you know, reach out to people, know people. And
1: yeah, no, it's actually a a hockey rider that I want to start with. He's just busy. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Well, if you already ride to the Avs,
2: I'm just, there you go. (laughs) Oh, he does. That's cool. Is he out here in Denver?
1: Uh, He's not. He wishes. Maybe one day. (laughs) Yeah. When they, when they pay him, you know, to be yeah. like their main reporter. If I gotcha.
2: We'll I gotcha. Yeah. I got to meet a guy named Manny Rendawa who was on my show like a year, a couple of years, two years ago, maybe. Um, and he is a writer for MLB.com. Uh, and it was really interesting because he told me a story of how he kind of lucked into it and kind of followed it. Um, it was kind of an interesting Interesting way he got into sports journalism and how he got that job. Uh, but super cool. He wrote a book about the Blake Street bombers, which Ooh. Dante Bouchette and those guys. Yeah, It's pretty interesting. So we talked about that. It was pretty, so it. It was pretty
1: yeah. sweet.
0: Yeah. Other things I'm looking forward to. <laughs> um, I, I mentioned we're doing one series with this show next year. We're also going to be doing later in the year. We're going to do behind the scenes of the church. So talking about like what it actually looks like when someone becomes a pastor or a priest or what happens with tithing, like all, all the stuff that people don't see or like the like how lights and the songs and the atmosphere everything is like put together at your church service um yeah so you know just interesting that's good um it's good I'm trying to think what else I, I'm I know this is like cheating because I'm like just talking about our other shows but I'm also really excited for uh systematic ecology we do like an annual theme each year and I don't, I don't know about you guys. For me, I always, near the end of a season or something like that, I'm always just excited for the next thing. It's like I'm ready to move on. And starting like last month, I started like, you know, our, our theme for Systematic Ecology this year was uh, Cosmologies. I mentioned that earlier. And about last month, I was like, man, I'm ready to just start the next thing. Like I already started building the logo, figuring out what the, what the different things for it's going to be when we have those special episodes that are part of the theme. And next year, we're going to be doing other religions and fandom. So just looking at like when you know made up religions show up in like Lord of the Rings or when is Judaism how is it portrayed in our fandoms or you know different things like that and I'm really excited to see where that takes us and uh, yeah I I'm I'm so forward. All-
2: do you consider Jedi to be a religion?
0: Yes, absolutely. Oh,
2: okay, all right, interesting.
0: I hope we do. I- Are we doing Jedi? Do you know TJ? Oh, we can. If you're oh, not, you're we'll. not doing it right. Yeah, I'm we're just going to tell you that right now. I <laughs> just- <laughs> probably should. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and the Mandalorian religions would be interesting to get into. Oh, that. they're so
2: fast! That's really fascinating. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, and then they clash, so they have religious wars. And,
0: also, yeah. we're definitely doing the Dead Space stuff, but that's—I uh, <laughs> don't even—that's that. a little okay. less mainstream. But man, I'm excited! It's a—it's a video game that's basically a cult created space zombies.
1: Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's unfair yeah, it's when comparing something to Star Wars to say it's a little less mainstream. Everything is a little less mainstream than Star Wars.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Good point. Yeah, I see that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I yeah. So we we kind of mentioned already what we're looking forward to next year. Um, I want to go ahead and just jump ahead. And what about other shows? You know, we've talked a lot about our shows and your shows, and um, I. I did tease earlier. So I want to get to, you started back your other show. I think it was just Christian podcast okay. or not Christian podcast. What is it? I've always read that. Is it Christian podcaster? It's, it's not
2: called right. the Christian podcaster. Yeah, it is. So, okay. Yep. Okay. So, Christian so that podcaster. I restarted that show earlier in the year. Uh, Cause I'd started it in 2020 and did, I don't know, 14, 15 shows. And I pod faded, which, you know, the guy Ooh. teaching you how to podcast. I don't know how that looks, <laughs> but, um, there was a lot going on, man, like for a couple of a couple of years between, you know, pandemic and lots of family stuff that happened in the middle of all that. So uh, I just hadn't gotten back to it. And I finally decided if I'm going to do it, let's do it a little bit differently. So before I was featuring Christian podcasters, which I love. That's a lot of fun. Those are great episodes. And I would love to feature and highlight people in our gold membership and things like that. Um, yeah. But... I want you know, podcasting is so good at creating, letting people know who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Letting people know, hear your voice, get used to you, um, know, like, and trust, all that kind of stuff that I thought it would be really good for CPA to have its own podcast about uh, podcasting. And so mm-hmm. I did a bunch of episodes on my own and then I realized I don't like that. That's not my favorite. I would much yeah. rather have some conversations. I don't, I, mean, I can talk on my own. In fact, last episode was on my own. Um, which is okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, As I was trying to do some challenge uh, to people and inviting people to join my new coaching program, um, but uh, so I also but then I decided I wanted somebody else. So I brought Amy Fritz in. She's got a show. If you don't know Amy's show, you should. It's called Untangled Faith, Ooh. and kind of That's just fun. untangling some of your faith from you know leaders who abuse it. Essentially, I think would yeah. be a good way to put it and she she does very well she's got she does a, gets a lot of downloads yeah and uh so she's helping me out with our membership as well which is really great so that's kind of a thing that we did this year brought in some people to help out amy was one of them and so she kind of helps me host that show and we have conversations back and forth um which is helpful cuz she's always oh yeah staying yeah. up more on kind of the cutting edge of podcasting than even i do at this point so it's great
0: yeah yeah great. which does get to the last thing I want to mention before we, you know, get to the, the stuff we always do at the end of our show. <laughs> um But uh, I did just kind of want to see, like, if you had to, like, just list off a few, what are podcasts that people should be following, like, now? Like, what are some Christian podcasts that you're like, these are the ones people need to be, I'd say, looking out for, listening out for? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Let me think of a few so we mentioned there's there's some that are just very popular um which you know don't probably need our help to promote but i'll mention them because i like them a lot um we mentioned the holy post already i like the holy post that show might be one of the reasons i stay on the straight and narrow right like that might yeah might be one uh that is really really good because i hear the sort of reasonable and kind of like different. I don't know why it's so different Uh, way of looking at the world, but that sort of kingdom of God theology that they come at it with. I love. Okay. Definitely. We mentioned the big C church, Angie Ward highly recommend her as well. And I also love ask N.T. Wright anything. Although is that still, are they still doing that? I think they might be, but um, for a while, I I would say the same thing about N.T. Wright. He's keeping me in the realm mm-hmm. of the faithful. Okay. A couple others. I would mention that I really love uh, M- Michelle Rayburn has a show called life repurposed that, uh, where she says, takes the things that are, um, you know, the junky things of life. Right. And she repurposes them. And so she's got this great artwork with like an old abandoned truck. That's turned into like a planter or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love finding something real, um, with, a. Uh, janelle wood so janelle does great work it's a apologetics show mm-hmm. so she's really trying to she interviews apolo- people who are what, what do you call it? apologists i was going to call them apologicians <laughs> so that's not the right word uh, i, I like though
0: that's that's what we're calling it now
2: <laughs> <laughs> so much better so much better um Trademark, anyway she so. does that and she and she also brings on like a young woman who has doubts about their faith and then she can have them mm-hmm. um ask their questions to a to a renowned apologist very cool i love that she does that um and then who else would i mention i think um the other one that i i really love is the unlovely truth um with lori morrison mm -hmm. if you don't know her lori is a private investigator Mm -hmm. and she uh so her show is kind of like the intersection of christianity and true crime Mm -hmm. And so she's trying to help bring awareness through telling stories of how you can protect yourself and how you should be watching out for different things, um, including how churches should help themselves, right? So, um, help just be the kind of best practices that they should have to keep predators out of the nursery, for instance, right? Yeah, um, the, yeah always good. seems like every. See, Here is the weird thing, though. That seems to you and me like a no brainer, right? Like, yeah. duh, of course you are going to try to do that. And yet, um, it you know. It, people, yeah. come, people come with all kinds of excuses to overlook the obvious. And mm-hmm. so she, anyway, she tells some of those stories and uh, gives a lot of tips about that. So I love what she does. I could go on and on.
0: Um, yeah. It's you like you're leaving somebody out.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of others uh, on the, on the network and that's kind of I uh, I don't have a good page for that. That's one of my projects in the new year uh-huh. to send people to.
0: Yeah. We do have it doesn't have a lot of information, but we do have a page that has all of the Anzal ministry podcast networks on there. So people can check out. There's only eight shows right now. So make yeah. those part of your nine, you know. <laughs> you um, no, but I uh, let's see if I'm if I'm not cheating. So I'm not pulling from our network. I'll actually I'll do my top five from Spotify because that's where I listen to all my podcasts. And it tells me what my top five are. Um, let's see, number one, I think, was actually advisory opinions. It's a law show. But man, it's a really good legal show. If you're gonna like listen to law stuff, it's fun. Um, let's see, I two like, was actually. I, I feel like it should
1: be mentioned. Uh, Josh does want to be a lawyer. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so cheat. if you aren't interested <laughs> in law, that one might not. It be might not you. be.
0: Yeah. Are, but are it, you studying? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm in a, a pre-law now. That was something I did this year. That's 2023, I that. 2024. I'm looking forward to law school. Woot woot! I graduated but, this year too. I guess I got my. Bible are you starting degree. in the like? When are you starting? Um, I'm currently in a paralegal study next year. I'll start law school in the fall. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Much. That's exciting. Yeah. If somehow I do law school and end up with more time, which isn't going to happen, I might start a Christian <laughs> law podcast. That'd be great. I've, I've thought about it. And I was like, nah, the problem with that is there's no way I'll have time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. No, you're going to have to study, man. Yeah, do it. Yeah, we we need it. No, yeah. I'm
0: excited for it though. Um. let's number one advisory opinions number two was actually systematic ecology because believe it or not there are plenty of episodes from that show that i'm not on and so i haven't fully listened to it like i when you edit you listen to it but you're listening only for noises or certain like things you're not just listening to it so you don't get to take it in so sometimes you know i just listen to it because i'm like ah, oh, what did christian and tj say about dragon ball i don't know let me hear <laughs> so you know that ended up being my number two um my number three was holy post so you know four was actually a show unbelievable so it's an apologetic show that uh, yeah. uh, takes place i, I think it's all in like england it's europe yeah it's apologicians from Apologician england
2: justin braley yeah
0: well it's interesting to see to hear that one because it's not just like your typical oh how do we defend the faith uh, but it's genuine conversations from people who are defending the faith and not defending the faith and because it's in europe they struggle with much different questions than america so i you know i don't know if you are familiar like some of the stuff that we hear here I just get really tired of. I'm tired of hearing people defending why evolution isn't true or why this isn't when it's more about actually the faith and the theology part that they're getting at rather than trying to create your own science it's it's just more interesting so I like that show a lot um, number five was actually Morning Joe so instead of recommending Morning Joe um I, I'm going to recommend Good Faith I don't remember who, who the guy's name who does that but um yeah he just uh, he has people from across the faith just discussing how we can be people who are Christians that are benefiting the world around us and you know they have a bunch of different diverse things honestly it's just a really stereotypical Christian podcast in my opinion but it's fun it's nice I like it cool TJ you don't listen to podcasts so I assume you don't have any recommendations
1: (laughs) that's correct yeah
0: all right so with that let's uh let's jump to One thing we always do, we always ask our guests if they just had a tangible action that people could go do right now. that will help better bring more unity to the church. What action would it be? What would you have people stop and do right now to help engender unity? Eric?
2: I would say um, make dinner plans with somebody that you know who maybe has a different view on things than you. and It doesn't have to be heated or difficult, but even just having a question or two to kind of get things started and have an honest conversation about what, you know, why they believe what they believe, or they've chosen life choices that they've, that they've chosen that maybe you don't understand those kinds of things. Um, proximity, you know, breeds, uh, unity, right. It breeds, it breeds care and concern and compassion. So I would say do something that, allows you to have a little bit more of that. That's the best thing I can offer.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, So what do you, what changes in the world around us? If everyone does that, I feel like uh, people learn to cook at least. That's good. Yeah. Learning to cook is a great thing.
2: Yeah. I I don't, I think if we understand each other, at least where other people are coming from, I was telling my sister today, we were having a long conversation on a drive home at, um, so I was telling, like, I just don't care what other people do anymore. Like there, there's that's right really- and wrong, um, but I grew mm-hmm. up in a world where we just cared a lot, way too much about what yeah. everybody's doing. <laughs> what I care about now is, are people? Does God love the person in front of me? Right? I yeah. think the answer typically is universally yes. Right? Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then my job is to help them become the person that God intended for them to be that God's calling them to be whatever that next level is. Um, and that takes time and that takes, um, grace to, to be where they are. So that's yeah. okay. Like it does. It's not on me to force or rush that, but it is on me to love care and maybe nurture mm-hmm. as much as uh, God calls me to. And so it's fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tom, Tom award has been on our show a few times this year. this is actually when we met him was this year. And, um, What's interesting is we, we very openly disagree about omnipotence, um, you know, but he's challenged me because of his because of his belief that God can't do everything. He oh, yeah. more focuses on this idea that he has to be a partner in the work of love. And just kind of hearing him talk about that has really challenged me of like, how much am I actively loving and how much am I just kind of saying oh, God God loves people? I'm like, oh, man, because, you know, even if I disagree with him. I do think I could do more. Like, I think I could be better at that loving thing and, uh, yeah. Right. Making dinner plans.
2: No, it, isn't that an interesting thing? Like, I just think there's something about, about the uh, what was that phrase you just used that Thomas Ward used? Like,
0: um, partnering in God's love. Partnering
2: in love. Yes. Okay. So yeah. I talk about this so often, um, with podcasters, right? So like life is a partnership with God. So you, you are not, it is not, always just up to him. And I grew up in a world where that was kind of the case. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. Well, I'll pray about it or I'll see what God wants me to do or whatever. But really it's up to you to act. If you feel convicted of something, it's up to you to take actions and leave the results up to him, right? This is the mm-hmm. way in, in first or uh Philippians two, right? Mm-hmm. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's on you mm-hmm. for it's God who's at work, right? right. That's on yeah. him and so there's a there's a partnership even in our salvation right that we have to that we have to dive into um but i think in the in our sanctification as well and so dude i would i would totally go with that like we yeah. we are our job is to love and let god do the work let him be responsible for the results as we do that i, I just think we're going to grow and and the like you've asked the question earlier what yeah what happens in the world i think we become known for our love which
0: is the whole point <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah TJ could you Could you quote the Lorax You know that line If, if someone like you I just I like hearing you say it It's fun Oh hold on Oh No I the can't remember it doesn't remember it <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's uh, The line goes If someone like you Doesn't care a whole awful lot Nothing will change No it will not Something like that It's close That go. sounds approximately right Yeah, It's that more fun good. to hear TJ do that Because uh, you know TJ's mustache inspired The creation of the Lorax Actually <laughs> <laughs> also, speaking of uh, TJ myth, this is my other favorite uh, development of the year. Uh, TJ went from having a camera that made everything look purple, even though it wasn't, to getting a camera where it didn't look purple on his screen, to then creating a purple light in his computer so that once again everything looks purple on his screen.
1: It's true, <laughs> just that on purpose circle. because you wanted it. To be purple? Per-
0: it just looks good when it's purple. So yeah. I, I changed I like all the well, lights in my TJ is Mister Purple. I'll tell you, also, if I had known,
2: keeper. I would have matched you.
0: Ooh. Oh, thank you, man! I wish I, man! I feel so uncool. Can right you not? Now. I thought that was a Philips Hue light. My <laughs> goal for next year is to have a <laughs> to have purple lights in here. So this
2: is one of the things I've been trying to do. Like, so I just you know put these mean? up. I've had kind that's of lights cool, back though. there, but I just put these up to kind of uh, create that
1: kind of yeah, background. Yeah, that's I awesome. Want to do. So I, I yeah. could have sworn there was a, a Philips Hue light in that room, gosh Oh, well, there was, but it broke. Mm, that is unfortunate. To yeah. I like, well, can not
0: the hub for it, it broke and I don't feel also like replacing
1: purple.
0: it. Yeah. Next time, next year on the whole church podcast. <laughs> <laughs> purple is. Dude, the I'm you If go. I come
2: back next year <laughs> and you don't have a purple light, I'm not even coming. I really I'm think I should. Be like,
0: I really think uh, I should. Uh, do checking it. out. Just part of our theme. Next year's yeah. theme is purple.
2: <laughs> also, I expect you to license Purple Rain. <laughs>
1: just saying.
0: We should. That'd okay, be if we have a really we good year.
1: Please join our Patreon ad. <laughs> We're gonna need a lot of support or a cover. So Touché. yeah, okay. Before, if we have a great I, year, I just I don't think the Prince of State just gives out that license. Uh, so uh, before we wrap up, we we like to take a moment to ask everyone to share a moment they saw God in recently, whether it's a blessing, a challenge, a moment of worship, curse, anything like that. And always make Joshua go first. Because I feel like he's usually the most prepared.
0: Um, you know th- this. I'm gonna be that annoying guy who talks about his wife now. Um, <laughs> as long as you don't call yeah. her like smoking hot, we're fine. I yeah, I don't have to say it. Pe- people know. Um, <laughs> no, I I um this week I, I've you know I I got all the presents for my family for the most part and. Was, you know going through everything that i got and you know we went through amazon and she's like wait a minute you didn't get your mom enough stuff and she was just picking out stuff for my mom and it's one of those where like i guess we're we're young married enough you know like we, we haven't been married like a huge amount of time yet that it's like oh wow this is um yeah this is my family caring about my family and it was just that was a special moment for me i think couple that with yesterday we went to dinner with her boss and her co-workers and just hearing her boss talk about how great she is and her professionalism at work. And I'm just like, oh, man, I am so blessed to be with such an incredible woman. And I'm just, you know, yeah, I'm feeling blessed. Yeah, yeah. that's mine. Sounds Sorry like to be that. She's guy, an incredible but... actor. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think she's great. <laughs>
1: uh, I will go next. Just out of courtesy. Yeah. Um, I was able to get a few days off of work um, to just sit in my own house.
0: And live. without. Were you off Thursday? No. It was the past four days. Oh, well. We could have went and watched Godzilla Minus One. I was busy. Oh, okay. He was doing nothing, man. (laughs) He was living in his Uh, house. That's fair. Yeah. Well, me and Christian are going to watch Godzilla Minus One Thursday.
1: That's pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. You should get off What time? Probably later in the evening.
1: No, I can't do it. Uh, But yeah, I'm just blessed to not only get the opportunity, but to, for everyone else, who was, I was able to see, to have the opportunity for that to happen. And yeah. uh, it is great. That is great. God is in the little things. Uh, so mm-hmm. Eric, do you have a God moment for us this week? You only get one a year. Um, you better make it count.
2: I know, right? I feel like <laughs> I've probably had several. Um, I, I'll tell you a story. So uh, there was a moment that I had. I One thing I've done after, since COVID is to... Uh, just embrace things that I enjoy more. And one of those things is concerts. I love concerts. Now I'm significantly older than you guys. So, uh, the concerts that I go to are, uh, are people who, uh, you know, are, were popular back in, in my day. Um, but I probably the, still like them though. Yeah, you probably do. So one that I went to that was just amazing, uh, for me was Brian Adams. I went to go see him. Like i literally drove back from Iowa, back to my home in Colorado was here for like three hours and I drove back downtown Denver and went to the show and it was, it was fantastic. It was exactly what I needed. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of this, we've had some real church struggles over the last couple of years. I'll just tell you that. Um, Mm -hmm. in the middle of this concert, I'm like, got my hands up, I'm waving. I'm like, I was by myself. I was just, I was (laughs) rocking it out, having a great time, enjoying the music and this little voice in the back of my head goes, you shouldn't be worshiping that guy. Right. Mm. And I was like, what is that? What was, what was that? And so, uh, then I had to go, I had to ask, I kind of prayerfully was asking like, what is that? What's going on? And, mm-hmm. um, I kind of shoved it aside, enjoyed the rest of the show. And then, uh, getting out of there was kind of busy. And so it took me a little bit. It was in the parking lot sitting, waiting to get out. And I was kind of prayerfully having a conversation with the Lord about like, what was it? What is that? What is that? And the verse that came to mind was in, um, first Timothy four mm-hmm. about, uh, those who like have nothing to do with uh godless wives tales, right? Something like that. Yep. So the godless myths and old wives tales, I think is how he says it. Mm-hmm. And so then I started reading that whole passage and I realize the people who used to tell me things like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, were really just hung up on, you know, godless myths and old wives' tales. He goes on to say there there's a passage about eating meat to sacrifice to idols, right? Yeah. And he says, look, uh, God's given us everything and it should all be received with Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And so I just adopted that attitude. And I felt like the Lord really showed me that, hey, this is something that gives you joy. And um, you're not worshiping these guys. You're enjoying what I've created and given to these people as gifts, right? Um, That was a really significant moment for me this year to, to remember that the Lord gives good gifts and I can enjoy them without any kind of shame or judgment that, maybe I had in the past and it was a good thing
0: yeah that's actually something gets brought up a lot on our other show Systematic Ecology because you know we talk about like there is this level of is it consuming me or is it something that gives me joy and you know a lot of times you know sometimes I read Hellboy and I'm like man that actually has some interesting theological implications let's talk about that and then sometimes (laughs) you're just like you know what I want to watch Godzilla vs. Kong because I want to see two monsters punch each other and it's okay to be excited about that yeah
2: I just enjoy yeah. it. And I think that is, that is okay. I mean, cause even, even think about the whole idea of, um, the creativity that it takes to create Godzilla yeah. that it takes to create those movies, all that reflects God and, and his image. Like even that kind of, you know, oh, yeah. wildness. Um, I just don't think, I think your, your joy pleases him. I think he's happy with that. There's nothing there. Maybe there's bounds, maybe there's limits, but not what I was doing. Like there was no, so <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I think we, I think we have a lot more latitude in that. And it was a real great application for me. So I went to go see the Goo, Goo Dolls later that year. Oh, that's what else cool. did I see. I saw oh, a couple yeah. others next year though. You can ask me about these next year. Uh, I'm going to see Hootie and the blowfish. Ooh. Alanis Morissette. Um, Oh, well, Def definitely. It's coming me. back to Coors Field. Def Leppard and Journey. I'm going to go see them. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Told you I was old. And then, um, uh, who's the other one? Sammy Hagar. With Joe Satriani on guitar, sign me up, man! I can't wait. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have actually.
1: It's actually pretty awesome. What a lineup for to be Great. T.J. might be at a few of those concerts.
2: (laughs) He's got well, he so great. He's got um, so Sammy Hagar. So Sammy Hagar, you know, obviously is cool. He's got Michael Anthony from Van Halen as on bass. Mm -hmm. Joe Satriani on guitar, which you know he's a virtuoso, Mm -hmm. and then um, Jason Bonham, the John Bonham's son on drums like that's no. a super band I go as soon as I saw the line I was like yes sign me up yeah, I will go let's cool. go and it's at Red Rocks in Colorado Oh, so cool. come on that's in crazy. summer as long as they don't get hailed on it'll be great
1: yeah that's right even <laughs> if you get hailed yeah, on that, is, that, is that cool.
2: happened last year up there Ooh. somebody they got hailed on they had the calling parents yeah,
1: bring, like a, bring, a, the bring a strong hat that's right yeah bring a hard <laughs> hat, <long> yeah. hat. <laughs>
2: yeah
1: hard hats are yeah. a, anyway there you go bring a, a nice thick hat
2: well, uh, that was my, ver- my my veering from, uh, you know, so a God moment to like, now look what I'm going to do.
1: Hey, that's all, yeah. that all sounds good to me. You only right. had one. You had to make it count.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, then, and you set up next year's God moment. We're already anticipating. Yeah.
1: I'm waiting to hear how Alanis that was. <laughs> right? I just, I'm so excited about it. The first
2: time I heard, you ought to know, I will not forget it. I was at Pizza Hut in Alto, Oh, yeah. Iowa.
1: <laughs> It was amazing. So if you enjoyed the episodes, if you enjoyed catching up with us, um, next time, try not needing to. uh, Just listen to every episode we release for the next 350-ish days. Uh, But (laughs) if you just like this episode, consider sharing with a friend, share with an enemy, share with your cousins.
0: Yeah, preferably cousins. We like them.
1: Uh, We'd love to be your cousin's favorite podcast. Uh, Super fun (laughs) fact. Uh, And yeah, come hang out with us on our Discord server. Uh, it, the links in the show notes. Uh, come bother us. Uh, fastest person to get Josh to mute them wins a dollar.
0: <laughs> uh, I just man. need proof. I just I just love how we have like all these different things to plug. And just so you know, TJ just plugs Discord because I think he just desperately wants people to get on there to bug me. Like it's like the one thing that people haven't done yet. That's our yep. goal, twenty twenty four, to get you guys actually on Discord. Um. Also, okay. while you're there. Check out the MZL Ministry Podcast Network. The link, uh, show notes down below, you know, that stuff. You can see all the eight shows. Make them eight of your nine. The other one has to be halfway there by Eric Nevins. You're legally obligated. I don't <laughs> know if you know that.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: uh, uh, I want to also lobby that you put on a t-shirt, your cousin's
1: favorite podcast. Cousin's that's favorite that's pod- a great Cultures <laughs> podcast. Your
2: cousin's favorite show.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good
0: one. We should do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're not paying you for that idea. Uh, so we hope you enjoyed it. You can have it. After taking a couple weeks off the new year, we will have Jared uh, Bias on to discuss his book, Love Matters More, How Fighting to Be Right Keeps Us from Loving Like Jesus. After that, we'll be interviewing Brianna and Matthew Pinfold about millennials perspectives on ministry today. Also, side note, did you? I thought that was Brianna and Matthew like that we know and have known for a long time. That's really funny. Uh, yeah. Following that, we will see. be starting a mini-series called "Controversial Unity, discussing how we can have Unity whilst disagreeing about hot topic items like LGBTQ issues, speaking in tongues, biblical inerrancy, and more, with exciting intern guests, including Pete Inns, Tom Ord, Trip Fuller, Trimper Longman III, and then finally, at the end of season one, Francis Chan will be joining us.
0: Yeah, he doesn't know that, though.
1: So <laughs> He doesn't know that. We can't <laughs> still, wait. and Of course. We're still long, working man. on him. Yeah. <laughs> Working is a strong word. <laughs> well, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. what have you done?
2: All right, As the podcast coaching is going to come out, and you're on yeah, a really, music, so
0: much effort right, into go it. Ahead. it. Just, go ahead. we just, yeah. uh, we're hoping our our guests, our listeners, our listeners will reach out. So Somebody listeners the get glim. with Eric Nevins so that Eric can coach you to get okay. Francis Chan on our show. Yeah, that's the goal.
1: And it's going <laughs> to be a group you know. effort.
0: Yeah. Thank you for Fair listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Whole Church Podcast. Again, you could always sponsor our show at patreon.com forward slash The Whole Church Podcast or on captivate.fm or on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave us a one-time tip through Captivate. Thank you for listening.